the League of Women Voters of Dane County, and Madison City Channel present Know Your Candidates. Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your moderator, Kathy Johnson. I'd like to introduce the, our candidates for District 20 of the Madison Common Council, Dave Glump and Matt Fair. To start off with, you will have three minutes to answer the following question. What is your professional, educational, and civic background and, that qualifies you for this office, and why are you running? And Dave, we'll start with you. Well, before I start, I'd like to thank the League of Women Voters, and I'd also like to thank uh, the Madison City Channel, Cable Channel, for this opportunity, and thank you for being the moderator today. Um, my background is uh, that I have lived in District 20 all of the time I've been in Madison, which has been 39 years. I uh, have been on the Meadowood Neighborhood Association Board for three years. I ran for the county board in 2008. Unfortunately, I did not succeed in that election. Uh, but I, uh, I am very much involved in the neighborhood. I know the issues. I have talked to my neighbors over the 39 years and share, they've shared with me some of the concerns that they have, uh, specifically lately in regard to crime, public safety, and the quality of life. And so they encouraged me to run for the city council in order to make sure that District 20 had the representation that it needed to address those issues as well as others. Um, I uh, also uh, attended the Madison City Police or Madison's uh, Citizens Police Academy. Uh, I was uh, involved in that at the urging of both uh, the West District Precinct uh, Captain and uh, the uh, neighborhood officer and also uh, Chief Ray, they all thought that my interest in uh, public safety in the area, that I should find out how the police department operates. Um, I have also uh, been involved in a number of other areas. I've testified at the uh, city council level subsequent to that, uh, um, that crime meeting that I moderated and, uh, and I was an organizer of that was at St. Maria Goretti. I, uh, I testified in behalf of 30 new police officers for the city of Madison. I testified uh, in support of the chronic nuisance ordinance. I've testified in behalf of the uh, uh, construction of the Hy-Vee grocery. So I've been involved. I've not only uh, talked the talk, I guess I've walked the walk and, and done the things that have been needed to get things going in the area in, in uh, southwest side of Madison and District 20 specifically. I also testified in support of the Neighborhood Association, um, the Neighborhood Association Center, which is in the Meadowood Shopping Center. Okay, and Matt. Well, I'd like to just echo Dave's uh, statements, but thank you for having us. This is a really wonderful opportunity for the public to um, get to hear both of us and maybe see some of the differences on the issues that we might have. Um, well, my name is Matt Fair, and I'm a proud resident of the 20th District on the southwest side. Um, I, I've lived in the city of Madison for about 15 years. Uh, I'm uh, a young father of two kids and another one on the way. I'm a teacher in the Mount Horb School District. 
And my wife and I moved into our neighborhood a few years ago because we believe it's an affordable, safe place to live that offers a high quality of life for our kids. And I'm running because I want to make sure it stays that way. Um, as, as I moved into the neighborhood, I pretty much immediately got involved with uh, some issues that I saw um, were, were relevant and needed to be worked on. I founded an organization to improve Meadowood Park, which we, we have been successful in breaking ground in June. Um, I've been very active with public health efforts to revitalize the southwest side. Uh, I'm on a committee to uh, bring a neighborhood organizer, a community organizer to the neighborhood, and we're working on that. I'm on an economic development committee in the neighborhood as well as a safety committee um, and have worked to help organize community suppers. Um, as I look at the 20th district, I, I think that safety is certainly a concern. When I walk around and talk to people, oh, I've, talked, I've knocked on over 2,000 doors already, and safety is on the minds of people, and so is economic development. Um, I also hear from people that they want a representative to, who will bring people together. And I hope to be a collaborative voice uh, for our community, bringing people together to work on, on the issues and, and then create comprehensive solutions to them. Because um, our, our district, you could easily divide our district if you wanted to. Um, you could look at geographical differences, north side of the Beltline, south side of the Beltline. You could look at generational differences of old and young, renters and homeowners, black, white, Hispanic. Um, but we've got a lot of important things that we need to do. And uh, we can't afford to be wasting time dividing people and playing to people's fears. And so if elected, I, I promise that I will work with and listen to people of all political persuasions and backgrounds, and we'll work together to get things done. Okay. We're now going to have some questions, and I'll alternate who starts each one. So, Matt, you're going to start the first one, mm -hmm. and you'll have two minutes to address these questions. Mm -hmm. Possible cuts in aids to municipalities are looming issues for the city as a whole. How do you think the council should prepare to address it? Well, you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. We're going to face a very tough budget cycle uh, in the next year, two years, three years. Um, we're going to need to look at, uh, together, look at pretty much ev every, every budget, every city department budget, and be as creative as we can in, in, in finding efficiencies and finding ways to save money. There's going to be some tough choices that we're going to have to make. There's no question about it. Um, However, we have to balance that with the high quality of life that we all expect through the taxes that we pay in the city. Um, so protective services like police and fire, um, we need to make sure we're, we're holding the line there. Um, other things like snow plowing, garbage pickup, things that we expect and the services that we have, which are very good, we need to make sure we maintain those. We might have to find, like I said, creative ways to make sure we're doing that, but that'll be extremely important. Um, you know, quality of life to me goes further than that. Um, are we taking care of our seniors? Are we keeping our parks up? Um, but again, well, there will be some tough choices to make. There's no question about it. Okay, and Dave. Well, I think that uh, <clears throat> Matt has hit on, on the point that uh, I would like to make as well, that uh, first and foremost, we have to make sure that we protect basic services. Basic services being police, fire, EMS, sanitation, uh, which is garbage pickup and, and things of that sort, that people expect from their city government. Those should be priority number one. I think that secondly, that we should pretty much adopt what's known as a zero-based budgeting. And what I mean by that is to take a look at every line item in the budget, every program, project, uh, proposed program or project, and look at them from the standpoint of were they efficient if they were a previous pro previously funded program? 
Were they efficient? Were they uh, able to be effective enough to maintain those programs? And if not, we'll have to make the tough choices and perhaps get rid of some of those programs. But this is the kind of thing that I think Madison has not done as well as it could have over the years. I think we have to assume that there are programs that are duplicative, that they are, are something that the city of Madison maybe needed 10 years ago but doesn't need today. And so we have to be critical in our analysis of every program project, every budget item that is, is there. And there is going to be a need for that because state aids will be cut to cities and municipalities and we have to be ready to make those tough choices and I'll be ready to make those choices. Okay. What do you think the city should, at a minimum, prioritize during very lean times? Am I first? You're first this time, <laughs> yes. Okay, what should we prioritize? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll go back to what I said uh, just previously was we need to prioritize those basic services which I mentioned are police, fire, sanitation, uh, our water quality, things that every citizen needs that they can't provide for themselves or can't get through some private contractor. We have to make sure that those things are delivered in a way that does not jeopardize um, public safety, it does not jeopardize public health, and we have to make sure that the funding is there for those things in order to uh, address when the city grows. The city is continuing to grow whether we want to admit it or not it's growing and and we've opened up a couple of fire stations and a couple of uh, police officers have been added in the, the most recent budget. Uh, we added 30 several years ago after the crime uh, meetings that were held around the city. We need to look at all of those things and make sure that we are planning for the future so that those basic services can be in, delivered and be insured to be delivered into the future. Okay, and Matt. Well, I think, you know, it's always interesting when you talk about essential services and what are those, and you could always broaden those out, and they're, they're different depending on who you ask. I happen to think that um, taking care of our kids and taking care of our seniors are also essential services. And, and I think, like I said earlier, we're going to have to be creative and there will be tough choices, so not everybody's going to get what they want. But... Um, I think there are there will be some monies out there that are built in, uh, and we need to be creative in whether it's at the neighborhood level, working with the alder to find funds for neighborhood centers um, and senior centers, um, working with the school district to see what we can do to partner with them um, to to take care of some of the needs that we definitely have in the district. So um, it, it might it, it might not always be about um, it might be more about being creative and really looking at you know how can we get the most bang for our buck. The other thing that I think the city needs to continue to do is be proactive in its economic development. We need to use the tools that we have. Um, TIF policy, I think, uh, needs to be used a little bit more creatively again. Uh, we could be using TIF policy out in some of the neighborhoods and not just always downtown um, to try to um, renovate and revitalize neighborhoods. Um, and I think also, again, we should work with the school district when we look at our TIF policies. I know sometimes sh in short term it's not a good thing for the school district, but I think if we take the longer view and create our policy around how could that maybe end up in the long run generating more of a tax base for the schools, that will help. Okay. And Matt, we're going to start with you yep. for this question. What do you think are the two or three most important issues facing your district that should be addressed by city government 
and that you intend to work on as an alder? Well, if, I think I already spoke of this and Dave has too. Safety is certainly in our district a major concern. Um, I, I believe that we need to do it in a comprehensive way. We need to approach it in a comprehensive way. Um, so it involves obviously police services, um, working closely with the neighborhood officers uh, at the neighborhood level um, and making sure that we, you know, we, we aren't losing um, there or going down there. But we also need to do things like funding neighborhood centers. Um, we need to look at are, are we doing enough to make sure that our landlords are taking care of their properties and screening their tenants pro properly. Um, I know we have um, groups in our neighborhood, a landlord group in our neighborhood who is um, organized and trying to sort of teach the other landlords how to be good landlords because that's certainly an issue. Um, again, working with the school district, uh, I'm on an economic development committee like I said and one of the things, and this might not sound like economic development, but we're reaching out to the school district, in fact, Toki Middle School in, in, in particular, to see if um, we can work with them on some of uh, PR efforts. There seems to be this perception in the neighborhood that some of our schools aren't good places to send their kids to school. Well, if that is the perception, over time, people won't be moving into the neighborhood um, and it'll continue or start to downgrade. And then, of course, property values go down and that's not good for our, for our neighborhood. So um, economic development overall is extremely important because, the more, of course, the more property value and more tax base we have coming in, then we can do some of the things that we want to do. So, Okay, Dave. Uh, the top priorities, as Matt said, crime without question. Uh, I think that uh, some of the things that I would like to see done have to do with getting the citizens involved so that not every issue that comes before us that might be considered a quality of life issue or an issue that has to do with um, something that they see in the neighborhood that they just don't like that may not raise to the level of a, of a crime and the police can't solve every problem so what I would like to see is more people involved in their neighborhood associations in the neighborhood watches um, one of the things that I have uh, talked about over time has been the fact that neighborhood watches add additional eyes and ears on the streets to assist police in knowing what's going on to address those issues before they become crimes. They may, like I said, be a quality of life issue and not necessarily in need to be involving the police. Secondly, I think that we need to address, as, as Matt said, uh, business development. The southwest side has not had the kind of business development that the downtown isthmus has had. We need to take a look at the entire city not just central Madison as it comes to economic development. One of the concerns that I have is that 58% uh, of the properties in Madison are not on the tax rolls. I think we're at a tipping point. I think we have to take a look at those properties that aren't on the, the tax rolls, make sure that they get onto the tax rolls. Senior citizens, people who are underemployed or unemployed, are struggling to pay their property taxes and we have 42 percent of our residents are paying for 58 percent who are not on the tax rolls. Now some of those are churches and some of them are nonprofits and yes they deserve to be on those but there are some that are not on there. Uh, Matt mentioned TIF. I think that TIF is a good program but it should not be overused when things can be done to lessen the burden on developers so that 
they can develop the areas without necessarily having to be taken off the tax rolls for a period of time. Okay, thank you. And you're going to be starting the next question. Okay. <laughs> Why do you see yourself as the best candidate for balancing neighborhood, district, business, and overall city resident interests that are often contentious? Well, I guess this is, uh, this is a tough question because uh, it sounds like you're patting yourself on the back, but I will start by saying that because I've been in the city of Madison, in, in southwest Madison, in District 20 specifically for 39 years, I've gotten to know the business community. I've gotten to know the citizens, the neighbors, the neighborhood associations. I know what their concerns are. I know what they want and I want to make sure that those things get delivered. So I am running for this office to bring to the community the things that I have heard over my 39 years in the district, bring some solutions that I've thought about over those 39 years that are creative, that are new, that are, are innovative, and we've got to think outside the box because money is going to be scarce and we can do some things that don't involve money on every level. We have to take a look at other ways to solve problems than throwing money at it because that in, in fact has been the way problems have been solved over time. That has to change. We have to be innovative. We have to look for new ways to approach problems. And so that that's in a nutshell. I'm running because I think that I have had the opportunity over time to look at what's been going on, what can be done, what are our resources, and how can we allocate those to get the problem solved. Okay. Well, I, I think that you know, in the last three or four years, I've been on the ground working to, to solve some of these problems. Um, like I said, I, I founded a committee to, to renovate our park, and that's going to happen. I've been involved in all these programs with, with public health in collaboration with the neighbors and the community members and you know in the last year we have a 24 uh, percent reduction in juvenile calls to our uh, west side precinct and I think it's not all because of what we've been doing but I think neighbors coming together uh, building community on our on our side of town have really has made a difference and Dave's right you can't throw money at everything and you shouldn't have to throw money at everything sometimes it helps but um, we really have a spirit in our neighborhood of community and community building and a can-do attitude and I think I've been a part of that. I also think I just have the ability uh, to bring people together, to listen to them, and then to try to make a decision informed on all the opinions that I hear and I think that's really important. Um, I think maybe it's been missing a little bit in the last few years um, and so th that's what I think I bring to the table. Uh, okay. so, yeah. And we'll start with you this time, uh -huh. Matt. What committees do you wish to serve on and why? Uh, I'd, I'd like to serve on the Community Services Committee. Uh, again, the, some of the things that I've been working on in our neighborhood um, kind of go to that. So some of the community development block grant um, issues uh, I've already been a part of. Um, so I, I would like to serve on that. I'm already a member of the Madison, uh, obviously the City of Madison's Public Safety Review Committee. So I'd like to stay on that. Um, and then after that, uh, we'll see. Those are, the, those are the two. I do have a a young family and another one on the way, so I'm not gonna, I can't get involved in too many committees. Um, but those are the two that come to mind right now. Okay, so. and how about you? Um, without question, I would like to serve on the uh, Public Safety Committee because I think that I have some ideas, some thoughts that uh, have 
not been tried and uh, I have got the knowledge that I gained by uh, going to the Citizens Police Academy uh, of the problems that the police department face in terms of uh, dealing with crime. They have legal issues that, uh, and legal protocol that they have to follow in order to uh, do their job. It's a very tough job. I, I can't tell you how uh, impressed I have been with the Madison Police Department since those crime meetings on the west side. They've really stepped up to the plate and done a, a very good job. The other committee that I'd like to be involved with is the, uh, um, the Community Development Block Grant pro, uh, Committee because I believe that there are some things that do need funding. And I'll give you one example. I support Neighborhood Watch because I think that that's important with the citizens participating and, and being those eyes and ears out there on the street for the police department. And I believe that the city could do more by supporting Community Watch, both financially and, uh, you know, by saying that this is an important part of our budget. This is, a, this is something that we need in order to address crime on a different level, on a citizen level, rather than, you know, having the police involved in every single issue that goes on in the area. And I want to just say, too, that the, uh, the west side of Madison, the area that I live in and have lived in for 39 years, is a wonderful place to live. And as much as both Matt and I have talked about the crime issues and, and, and some of the problems of quality of life, we have to remember that we live there, our neighbors live there, and we need to change things for the better and make people understand that District 20 is a wonderful place to live and uh, it's not as bad as it might sound from our talking about the issues of crime and, and, and other things. So I, I just wanted to bring that out because I'm a lifelong resident. I'm going to stay there. My wife and I are, are committed to the area and, and have been and will be uh, there for a long time. Okay. Is there any other issue you believe is important that we haven't addressed in this conversation? Um, I, again, I'd like to go back to, uh, we didn't talk as much as, as I thought we might on um, business development. Uh, I'd like to see Madison look at ways to create businesses and take the impediments that developers will tell you exist when they try to develop a business in Madison. Many businesses have taken a look at Madison and gone elsewhere and they've done it because there's too many hoops to jump through, there's too many barriers to their going forward and making uh, their business home in Madison. One good example of that would be Epic. Epic looked at the city of Madison and went to Verona. Verona rolled out the red carpet, they took the impediments away, and they have a huge campus out there. I wish that would have been in Madison. It would have been a great asset to Madison from the standpoint of jobs. It would have been a great asset in terms of income to the city. And I don't want to see opportunities like that leave uh, the city of Madison. I, I think that we have a great place. We have a, a great resource in, in our people and we have to have more jobs and take those impediments away and build business 
and build employment so that we can get the jobs in Madison. Okay. Well, there are there's a number of things that we, but we can't get to all of them. One of the things that I just mentioned a little bit, I think, but I'd like to talk about a little more, is creating a much stronger partnership with the school district, the city of Madison and the school district of Madison. Um, I, I know we, we talk about working with the school district, but I haven't seen a lot of evidence that we do much besides meet. I think they meet once a month in a committee, and I think the mayor's staff meets with some of the staff of the school district. But I think uh, we, could, we could create a much stronger partnership. One of the things that I've looked at and, and talked about doing, um, and now I know money's going to be tight, but uh, I still think it would be worth looking into, and that is creating a partnership between the school district, the county, the city, and nonprofits to use our schools basically as community centers and to open them up. I know they're open now till four, four or five o'clock, a lot of them by, with MSCR and the YMCA uh, programs, but I think we could do a lot more. We could have them open till nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. They could become community centers, places for enrichment programs, intervention programs, um, ESL programs, literacy programs, recreational, you name it. Um, I think we could really create a, a community centers around the, around the city um, and that would help uh, in many ways. I mean, it would help our youth development. It would help just community involved, the spirit of community involvement and building communities back up. Um, so that's something I'm going to be proposing and, and looking into because I think it's uh, something very worthwhile. It would create, or it would take a lot of collaboration among a lot of different entities, um, but I think we can do it. Uh, and then I'd just like to also say, I mean, I definitely agree with Dave that um, like I said earlier, we need to make sure that we are doing what we can to provide businesses that have sustained, sustaining family jobs. Um, we all know that our middle class is the, the driver of our economy in any place, really. And um, I, I think someone who, who is smack dab right in the middle class understands what it's like to have a young family, knows what it's like to struggle from month to month to get by, um, and feels that sometimes maybe there's not a representation on the city council of sort of the average family person. And so that's another um, unique aspect that I'd like to bring to the council. Okay. It's time for one-minute closing statements. And Matt, we'll start with you. Okay. Well, I think I just kind of said it, partly what my closing <laughs> statement was going to be. But um, again, you know, as I said earlier, there are a lot of things going on in the 20th District. A lot of people all over the district who are working um, together uh, to make their neighborhoods safer and a better place to live. And I think the job of the Alder is to recognize that to reach out to those people and those groups and to use the power of the other as a, as a positive facilitator between the city and the neighbors. Um, and so I hope to be able to do that, like I said. Um, and it involves bringing neighbors, old and young, business leaders, and everybody together uh, to build on what's already going on in the 20th district. Okay. And I uh, can't agree more uh, that we need to send a message to the community that the southwest side of Madison's alive and well. It's going to be there, it's going to grow, and we are, as representatives of the area, if uh, either Matt or I are elected, we are the representative for the district. And we need to be the leader that goes out there and talks to the public, talks to the various agencies and groups that are out there working in the community trying to solve the problems to make sure that the resources of the city are behind those efforts to solve those problems. 
Again, I don't want to talk only about problems. I'm proud of my neighborhood. I'm proud of my neighbors. I'm happy to be where I am and I'm happy to live in, in District 20. And so I am uh, of the opinion that uh, we can't do enough to uh, foster a positive attitude for District 20 and uh, support schools, business, community throughout the area. Okay. Unfortunately, we've run out of time. I would like to thank our candidates for joining us, and I'd like to thank the viewers and remind everyone that Election Day is Tuesday, April 5th. Please vote. If you would like more information and voting procedures or obtaining a copy of the League's Candidates Answers publication, call the League office at 232-9447 or visit our website. Again, I'm Kathy Johnson, and on behalf of the Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us. Thank you.